Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, the 2nd of June, 2019, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, where we had a lovely day with no rain, surprisingly. And here it is, the eve of the new moon. So tomorrow at 6 a.m. New York time, we have a new moon in Gemini at 12 degrees, 34 minutes. Now, this is a lot of fresh energy because, as you may or may not know, Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. Mercury is the planetary ruler. And Mercury works in lots of ways. Um, It rules communication. It rules all kinds of communication, speaking, writing, articulation, however you want to be heard. And it rules the intellect, the mind. And in Gemini, with Gemini, it does lots of things. It can be highly versatile and incredibly busy and either very focused or not focused at all because too many things are going on mentally. But Mercury is still in Gemini and it's spending its last few days of Gemini with this new moon. So it's in Gemini until Tuesday. So it's at the very end of Gemini, whereas the sun and the moon are relatively in the in the second third of Gemini and Mercury is at the most potent degrees of the sign. So the end of a sign is very powerful. And so the the mercurial energy is very powerful during this time, which is very good. It's good for thinking, writing, speaking, singing, uh, presentations, conversations, debates, uh, calling up a friend, contacting and communicating, um, and ideas, because the mind is going, 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 so lots of ideas. So this is all very good and powerful and, and busy. And so the new moon in Gemini presents a fresh perspective on our thoughts, our ideas, what we want to do going forward. It's a great time to start something new tomorrow because we're still in the dark of the moon tonight. So Monday, a great time to start something new, something very intellectual or that's requiring writing, uh, requiring words. So in these next few days, because the effects of the new moon last over the next few days, you want to maybe do a little ritual for the new moon and, you know, ask the forces that be, ask the universe, to bring you some ideas, to give you ideas about uh, things that you need to do going forward, where you might feel uh, some freshening up can be done to some ideas or projects that you might be working on, where you want to reach out and have a friendly conversation with someone that maybe you haven't had in a long time. And maybe you haven't talked to certain people and you want to reconnect with them. It's a good time for that. But it's really a fresh, I like this energy because it's Gemini, it's inspiring, it's spunky, it's sparkly, it's not sludgy, and there's no sludgy aspects to the new moon. Isn't that nice? That's really great. There's nothing holding back this energy. There's nothing impeding it, getting in the way. There's nothing that's giving it pause. (laughs) There's no Saturns, there's no Plutos, there's no Uranuses and Neptunes. There's just this very clear new moon. And that, my friends, is a really good and rare thing. So enjoy it. 
go do something fun. Gemini is a fun energy. It's an energy that wants to do puzzles, that wants to play tricks and play games, that wants to do mind challenges like, like crossword puzzles or um, word games like Scrabble. Uh, have fun with this energy. Uh, write a pun, <laughs> write a limerick. In, enjoy the words of your life and the wordiness of your life. If you are a writer or if you're writing a blog or anything, this is great for just using that spark of energy to ignite something new in your writing. Look for new ideas, look for inspirations. Go to different sources for your inspirations. Look at other resources where you might not normally go or where you haven't been in a long time. Pull up some of your old bookmarks on your computer and say, well, I haven't read these in a while. Let me go see what's going on in these sites and if anything new and inspiring has happened so that I can you know, put a spark in my step and my writing and my brain today. And uh, this is just a very good positive energy. There's nothing, like I said, there's nothing impeding it. So you can do whatever you want with this. And wherever Gemini is in your chart, just know that that new energy, the new moon energy is there to help you along and give you a, a sparkly moment. And, you know, I, I like that. For, there's been so much intensity. There has been so much, uh, you know, sticking of planets stuck behind other planets, between other planets, in, in occultations, there's so much heavy energy right now, especially with Saturn and Pluto, that we deserve a little bit of sparkliness <laughs> and a little bit of fun. And so this is a time to go have some fun. The moon will make aspects after it touches the sun. It will square Neptune later in the afternoon, New York time, and then oppose Jupiter at 7.30 at night tomorrow in, in New York time. And What's really nice about this is that those are easier after this new moon. It's not going to be some brooding aspect. It's like, oh, those are spiritual planets. Those are planets where the moon is going to breeze by and touch them. And again, inspiration. Neptune and Jupiter are inspiring energies. Having this new moon energy, having the moon in Gemini, this is all like the duality. The, the I can do two things at once. The I can, you know, call everybody and visit everybody today. I can get a bunch of friends together. Um, trust your intuition. Remember, Mercury is words. Gemini is words. It's all about the words. So we have some words in the sky right now, which we're not going to have forever. We're, we're not going to get a lot more air energy for a little while yet. You know, we're going to have some this month. And then, you know, once, once Venus leaves Gemini, it's all, it's all going to be about water and stuff. And then we have next month, which is a watery month. So enjoy these weeks with your words and with your uh, expressions, your self-expressions. Find new words. Find new words. Study that language you've been wanting to learn. You know, find, find a new word a day this week or this month, you know, something new to use. This is a great time to like, reignite your interest in language. And language is important um, because when we don't have words, when everything's in water or earth, we feel things, we sense things, we plod through things, but our brains might not feel crisp. And this is a time to let your brain feel crisp. 
it's a great time to just, you know, wake it up and allow it to, to give you ideas. Now, if we have words and we're, and the moon is squaring Neptune and then opposing Jupiter, those words can also come in the form of things we hear our intuition say. So I think it's really great to tap into those things as well. You know, Mercury may be the intellect, but once we start getting involved with, you know, a breezy aspect to Neptune and Jupiter, we can easily, um, you know, get inspired in other ways intuitively as well. But Mercury is not sticking around in Gemini. So Mercury's in a very potent place. So the, and you know, this is a time to choose your words carefully as well. If you're going to speak to someone and you have to, you know, have a good conversation or a, a detailed conversation, make sure that you understand one another. Even though Mercury is not retrograde, Mercury is at the end of Gemini, which is sort of a hyperactive place for Mercury. And it can be hyperactive in its own sign like this. It's not so much in Virgo because it's earth and it's more grounded, but energies happening up in the air, up in the ethers. This is an air sign. And in order to collect that and have a real conversation, we need to pay attention and we need to choose our words, words carefully because words are important and your words can make or break a situation and your thoughts your thoughts of speaking to someone or your thoughts of handling a situation. There's a thousand ways to say something and there's kind ways to say something and there's not kind ways of saying anything, saying something. And we want to be kind. We want to be careful. And this is an intense area of the Zodiac for Mercury because it's at the last degrees of Gemini. It's going to go into cancer on Tuesday at 4 PM Eastern time. Once Mercury is in Cancer, it doesn't mean we're all going to keep quiet and get all feely and feelings and, and sensitivities and tissues and tears. Um, it's Then it moves into a different place that it's, you know, <clears throat> Mercury and Cancer is fine. It's just, you know, it's not as, it's, its words aren't, don't have that dexterity. But the sun will stay in Gemini until the 22nd when we have uh, the first degrees of Cancer. And Venus at the end of the week is going into Gemini. So we have two planets changing signs this week. We have Mercury going to Cancer on Tuesday the 4th. And then on Saturday the 8th, we have Venus going into Gemini in the evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So Venus in Gemini is a different experience because Venus doesn't rule Gemini like Mercury. Venus is not bad in Gemini. It's not a detriment or fall or anything. Um, but it does present us with choices, creative choices, uh, relationship choices, friendship choices, um, and, you know, creative thoughts and ideas. So the nice thing is, is that Mercury will leave. We'll have a couple days where Venus is still in her sign of Taurus. And then Venus is going to go into Gemini and stay there until July 3rd. And it's a really nice, interesting place for Venus because suddenly she has things to say about relationships. Suddenly she has things to, information to provide. Suddenly she can articulate things differently. And if you've been wanting to have a conversation with someone about a relationship or about 
relationship things or creative things because being sexual creativity, then these are good times to do it. To work on creative project, it's a really good time. Um, creative ideas, sharing ideas. Gemini is a dual sign. So you want, there's a duality. There's the, let's look at both sides of this. Let's look at all the options. Let's look at what's versatile about our choices. These are, these are good uses of Venus and Gemini for this, for the next four weeks or so. And in the meantime, so Mercury will go into a gentler sign. We'll go into cancer and we're going to be able to speak more smoothly. And I think it won't be so hyper. It will be nicely said. Um, so we're working through this. We're working through these like interesting relationships between Gemini and Cancer because Mars is in Cancer. And Mars is going to be there for a while. Mars is going to be there until early July. So it's been there for a while. Now it's, it's there for, for a good few more weeks. And as we begin the month of June, you know, we have this whole month ahead of us. Now planets in Cancer mean planets opposite Capricorn. And when we get into the middle of the month, we're going to see Mars and Mercury really conjunct and get involved with that Saturn-Pluto in the middle of the month. And so this is all going to get very interesting later on in the month. So enjoy these moments. Enjoy the dexterity. Enjoy the freedom. Enjoy the ideas, the, the, the fun, the puzzles, the games, the, the laughter, the jokes, the practical jokes the silliness. Gemini can be a little silly. They're highly intelligent. Um, Geminis can be feet. They are really good with words, but then they can also make jokes and they have a very quick, quick sense of humor, fast comebacks and fast dialogue. Um, it's like those old movies you used to see where everybody was talking to each other really quickly, like back in the thirties where it's all very rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. That's, that's Gemini energy. Um, so yes. Now, another thing about this new moon, this is, yeah, obviously it's a new moon and obviously followed by a full moon in two weeks, which will also be Gemini Sagittarius. But that full moon's kind of special because that one is going to open the eclipse period. So this is the last lunation we have tomorrow before we start getting into that eclipse energy. And these are going to be some very interesting eclipses. And so that full moon falls on the 17th of June, but we'll talk about that more in two weeks because that's going to be that interesting week with Mars and Mercury. So we are going to be entering some interesting times, which is why you should have fun right now. Have fun. Enjoy it. If things are going well, great. Keep it going well. Enjoy where you are. Enjoy this respite. The other respite that's happening today is that Venus is trining Pluto. So there was all that mess a month ago when Venus squared things, Saturn and Pluto and stuff. And then over the last couple of days, Venus has been talking very sweetly to them. And so we're in a nice, genteel, smooth place with Saturn and Pluto. And this is okay, you know, um, this is okay because we are really, we need to see them as planets that are helping us, even though they are intense and powerful and empowering. We need to see them as friendly as well. We need to see where you know, Venus can have this conversation. And 
visiting with people should have been lovely in these last few days. And it, it has been for a lot of people. So today the moon has been in Gemini all day, but Venus has been trining, it's going to be trining Pluto. It's been sort of in trine, it'll be exact in, in about an hour or so. And it's in a very, this is, this is something very pleasant. Venus and Pluto are powerfully intense relationships sexuality, passion, deep. And so when they speak sweetly to one another, that means it should be easy to get your needs met. It should be easy in your relationships to talk to people and have them understand you. It should be easy for each party to discuss their needs and have them met. But it's, you know, we don't want the struggle right now. We want to enjoy this energy and celebrate, celebrate this energy. So this is, this is, these are a good couple days. Um, in the meantime, other things that are going on this week, um, like I said, Venus will change signs. Um, the moon is relatively busy. It's going to be void on Tuesday for a few hours, uh, Eastern time, 1142, actually only only a half an hour, 11.42 to 12.17 p.m. But it's Thursday where it's void. Another void Thursday. Remember last Thursday was void all day. It, it's void from 10.10 10 a.m. to 3.16 p.m. Eastern time. So just that clear time period, time zone. And the first void is in, is in uh, Gemini, and then it goes into Cancer for a few days, and it goes into Cancer, uh, goes into Leo on Thursday, stays in Leo for a few days and then goes into Virgo uh, on Saturday. So that's actually very nice. You know, get things accomplished over the weekends, but pretty much a, a relatively, you know, a short, short voids except for Thursday. Um, the sun is going to square Neptune. So the sun will reach the place where it makes this square to Neptune. Now, back in March, there was a Sun conjunct Neptune. And as we know, this is a very intuitive aspect. So now we've already reached the three-month part where the Sun has come through Gemini enough to square the, square the planet Neptune next Sunday, the 9th. And it really is a place of you know, intuition again. Have your intuitions held up since March. Are you feeling that that was that information you received was correct? Are you feeling that whatever you started or might have initiated during the sun Neptune back in March is uh, proving itself to be uh, something vital in your life? Or is it just something that's really sort of floundering? And the reason I say floundering is because Neptune is an ambiguous energy. If you feel like you started something then, and we initiate things oftentimes when the sun conjuncts an outer planet, then when it makes the first, when it gets that first square, then we have to look at what we're doing and see if it's all working and if it all makes sense. And if what we're doing is making sense, then good, we can continue. Sometimes we get challenged to the project that we started back then, and we have to make some adjustments. Squares often mean adjustments, and so we have to just sort of be aware of that. Now, again, Neptune and Jupiter are intuitive planets. Historically, back before they discovered Neptune, Jupiter ruled Pisces. And Neptune is in Pisces, which 
it rules and is on sun. So when we start talking about the sun to Neptune, the way things are positioned right now is that shortly after we get the sun to Jupiter. So as we get the moon to Neptune tomorrow and then the moon to Jupiter, those, that position is going to be taken up by the sun next Monday, Sunday and Monday. And so you'll see on Sunday, there's the square to Neptune and then there's the opposition to Jupiter, which is in its own sign of Sagittarius. Now, that's not a bad aspect. It's an opposition. Yes. But again, Jupiter is a good planet and it's in its own sign. And, you know, maybe we find we're expanding a little too much too fast and we have to pull back a bit. Maybe we slacked off on our diet a little bit and we have to get back on track. But that's okay. You know, that's why we have these aspects to remind us of our original goals. But when the sun gets involved with Neptune and then with Jupiter, you know, the sun is enlightening, it's illuminating. And we like illumination, especially when we're dealing with planets like Neptune and Jupiter. They are highly illuminating and they are extremely open planets. They allow us to sort of flow into things. They're not impeding energies. Neptune isn't going to stop you. Neptune's going to just guide you along in its boat. You know, you're going to go along and with the flow and it may feel, okay, so it's a square and an opposition. You may be thinking these are, this is, the sun is forming a T-square with these planets. But think about how these energies work. Neptune is expansive. Jupiter is expansive you know, have you not been expanding enough? Maybe that's what they'll tell you. Maybe you've been expanding too much. You pull back. But you, it's an awareness sign. It's an awareness aspect. This is not something where, you know, you get smacked across the head and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like by the cosmos, I mean. Um, when you get an aspect, it's, it's not like Saturn going, no, 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 that's naughty. Um, this is giving you room to expand, to grow, to, to be inspired, to be open. And when we have opening aspects like this, we need to stay open and listen. So here I am again, telling you to listen and, you know, pay attention to what the moon does after it makes that aspect tomorrow. See how you feel later in the day. Um, it may be that you get a taste of what the sun is going to do with Neptune and Jupiter next week, because this is very, this is very uh, opening and it's, it's extremely, it can be extremely enlightening. So it allows us to have other ideas and other input and other um, sort of information pouring in, pouring like water, pouring into things. It's nice to get to talk about Neptune and Jupiter because there's so much talk about Saturn and Pluto. So we, we can enjoy the Neptune. We can enjoy the Jupiter. And Venus has been making a very nice sextile to Neptune also this weekend. And Venus has been very um, sweet with Neptune. You know, that's, that's a very lovely aspect. So there should be some sweetness going on right now. And then when the sun meets them, it's not going to be tragedy or anything. It'll just be, it'll just be maybe a reminder of something or, Oh, I've got to get back on that. I, I have to, to, you know, when we have a lot of trines, like we're having this weekend, sometimes we get a little complacent 
And so the idea is to not get complacent, to use our energy wisely and smartly. And when we have the sun involved with those two planets, we, we think of how, how we can be illuminated by them. So that's, that's the goal. Where do you want illumination in your life this week? Think about it. So that by the time we get to next weekend, you can uh, manifest the illumination. So that's your homework for the week. <laughs> Think about what, where you need answers, where you need illumination. And pray on that. Meditate on that. And then where do you need to be illuminated? And then allow it to happen. Manifest it for next weekend. Next Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So those are good things. Enjoy your week. Uh, it's a lovely one ahead. Um, Mercury's busy for the first few days, but I think it should start to mellow out later as Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It, I don't feel it being too stressful um, as we move through the week. And start to start to think about what you want to manifest. We've got lots of uh, astrological activity in a week from now and next weekend. So start start enjoying these next few days and getting as much done as possible. I'm Deb McBride. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am available for consultations. If you're interested, you can email me, deb at debmcbride.com. My Twitter is at DebAstrology, as is my Instagram. I have a YouTube channel as well where you can find a video about Saturn-Pluto. And if you are regularly YouTube watchers, uh, after the new moon tomorrow, I plan to put up a new video about the nodes and the North Node and the South Node, what they're doing this year and how they're going to be for the next year because they are affecting us in a profound way with Saturn and Pluto. So I made a video and I'm going to post that tomorrow on the new moon because I wouldn't post it in the dark of the moon and have a look, go see it tomorrow, later in the day. And um, hopefully that will be illuminating for you. Thank you for listening. I wish you a pleasant week.